Now, Bob, before they got to our video today, they probably heard Dave Ramsey say some horrific things about reverse mortgages. So what would you actually have to say to that? I like Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey has some good advice and he has really saved some people. In fact, one client that I have out of Arizona uh, specifically uh, was in very bad shape. And Dave Ramsey uh, advice helped him and his wife get out of debt. But after they were out of debt, they were in the position where they had all of this equity in their house and they had no debt, but they still wanted to have some more access for money to spend and to prepare for the emergencies that might pop up in the future. One of the uh, things that Dave Ramsey talks about is not wanting to go into debt. There's a difference between good debt and bad debt. In other words, you're in a position in life where you can pull from many different directions. You can pull from one bucket of savings. You can pull from a reverse mortgage. You have that opportunity to draw from different sources. But I also think it's, it's somewhat bad advice in the sense to say that you should not get a reverse mortgage. You should not be able to pay off these uh, existing loans because home equity is the number one asset that most people do have. So to ignore that asset is to me seems like it's, it's bad financial advice. What do you do with an asset that is totally illiquid? Well, with a reverse mortgage, you can take that illiquid asset and make it liquid so that you can use it at some point in the future. Welcome to the Prepare to Compete podcast, where we talk all things VA benefits, real estate, and entrepreneurship. Today, I'm actually here with a special guest. We're going to be talking about reverse mortgages. So, you know, we have quite a few veterans who are retired. They may be on a fixed income, and they're really just trying to decide on how to actually manage their finances. So this is going to be a very good option for them. So today I want to introduce to you Bob Miller. Bob, how are you today? I'm doing real good, and thanks for having me here. I, I, I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to be here and spread the word because uh, when I learned about these things, I thought they need to be talked about from the rooftops and why is there any more screaming? So I, I appreciate being here and having the opportunity to scream from the rooftops. So one of the top questions that they have regarding reverse mortgages is how much can they actually borrow? Well, that, that's, a, that's not an easy question to answer. And what the borrower needs to do is get together with a loan officer. And the loan officer will be able to ask them questions about um, what's the value of their house? What kind of mortgage do you have on the house? But mostly important is the borrower's age. For example, if you are 65, um, you are not going to be able to borrow as much money as if you were 85, because the chances of somebody who's 65 living longer than somebody who's 85 is great. There's a chance with a reverse mortgage, if you get it at age 65, you could end up living there for another 30 years and not making any payments on this loan whatsoever. So it's going to take longer for the, the lender to get paid back because you only pay back the loan when you either die, sell, or move out of the house. Now you can always make payments in advance, but that's truly your choice. But from the lender standpoint, they're going to uh, assume 
that you're never going to make a, a mortgage payment on this and they're not going to get repaid until you die and that might be a while before you get paid off. So to more answer the question, um, it depends upon their age and in the case of a spouses, it goes on the younger spouse age because if, if one of the spouses was to die, the remaining spouse, the surviving spouse, would be able to stay in the property until the day they died, moved out, or sold the house. Oh, wow. So it, it, it and in fact, that's, that's changed. It, it uh, recently, uh, years ago, when they first originated, that wasn't true, but it is true today. And that's one of the myths that's still going around. But the surviving spouse can stay in there till the day they die. So, um, they're not able to loan as much money to somebody who's younger than somebody who's older. So that's the reason you need to get together with a loan officer and find out specifically the answer to that question. That leads me into one of my other questions. Um, what are five myths that people have regarding reverse mortgages? I love this one. And um, I think the biggest myth I come across is the bank owns my home. You're signing over your house. And that's just not true. Um, a reverse mortgage, a HECM loan, this is an FHA loan now, this is uh, just a loan. So at a po some point in the future, when you either sell, move out, or uh, die, uh, your heirs or you is just going to ask the mortgage company for a payoff statement, and it gets paid off. So if your house is worth a half a million dollars uh, today, and you end up uh, selling it or it ends up being worth $800,000 years down the road, that, that equity is yours. It's not the mortgage companies. You only pay the mortgage company mm. what you borrow plus any accrued interest. Uh, the bank can kick you out. Um, no, the only way you can be kicked out of the house or foreclosed on is if you don't uh, pay your taxes, you don't pay your insurance, and uh, or if a tree falls down on the house or it burns <laughs> down, call the, call the insurance company and have it fixed. Absolutely. But uh, to say that it's unusual in a reverse mortgage that you're going to be kicked out of the house because you don't pay taxes, even if you didn't have a mortgage at all, if you didn't pay taxes, you can get foreclosed on by the county. You know, yeah, a lot of times there are just so many different myths, right? And, you know, people... Um, just kind of believe what they hear from their comrades and different things. So, no, this is great. So those are two myths. So I guess you have three more here. Yeah, I've got a couple. Let me let me pull out my cheat sheet here and let me put on my glasses. Um, uh, oh, there's a good one. A reverse mortgage is for people who have no money. And I hear this quite often. Oh, I don't need it. Um, and there's a lot of deals that I do with people who don't need it. Um, for example, this is, this is a financial planning tool. This is a way to plan for the future. And I was just talking to somebody today uh, that she is concerned about having money for assisted living when she gets older. And this is common with, with uh, couples as well. So the fact is 70% of us do not buy long-term care insurance, including myself. No. I didn't do it because when you do it, that's something you buy when you're 40 or 50 or even 30, but you don't buy it and you, it's not economically possible to really buy it when you're in your 70s or even 80s Absolutely. or even the 60s. Uh, it's just the, the premiums are astronomical. So what do you do? 
You've got this equity in your house. So what people will do is they will create the reverse mortgage to create this line of credit so that they can take care of any uh, assistance that they might need in the future that's not covered by Medicare. When you think about it, not everyone has children they want to pass their home to. Not everyone has children, right? Uh, and they definitely might not have children they want to leave, you know, a $500,000 home and $500,000 worth of equity. So uh, when you're considering taking out a reverse mortgage, you're considering the quality of your actual life. And uh, yeah, you want to leave your children uh, different assets and things. But if you really think about it, let's say you borrow and take a reverse mortgage and you take out 100000 or 150. Well, that mortgage that they inherit is going to be a lot less expensive than them buying their own property. Right. And uh, if your children are working with me anyway, they wouldn't have to worry about that anyway because they already got their own home anyway. Right. So, you right. know, that definitely uh, makes a lot of sense there. Well, and, and the sense that uh, you're stripping the equity away in that argument as well. Um, one of the parts about that is, of course, if you borrow money, you're going to be paying interest on it at some point in the future. So, yes, does it if, if you never make a payment on it, uh, which you can, but if you never do you're able to uh, defer that in the future. And yes, it, it is more, uh, more of a lien on the house. But what's not taking into account, and most people do, is the uh, appreciation factor mm -hmm. on real estate. Yes. Now, if we look at any 20, 30 year period in time, real estate has gone up three to 4%. I think in the last few years, it's gone up faster than say 3%. Now, in the next few years, is it going to go up that fast? I've heard, personally, I don't think so, but I've heard people say some strong arguments that it is going to go up. And I think it really probably depends upon where you live at in the country. So that's another factor that people aren't counting on. So when you cross that line of equity actually going down, it depends upon how much somebody borrows because if they create the reverse mortgage just for that line of credit and that uh, appreciation factor still keeps going up, then your equity position is, is enlarging and you have access to money in the future. So it's a financial planning tool uh, and it's not always just strictly eating into equity, but it's quality of life as well. Um, I run into people who are uh, on, the, on the other end of the spectrum they need money. They do not have enough money to cover for their basic needs. And with the reverse mortgage, they're able to finance themselves. Now, what's right? Is it, is it right to tell a senior citizen that they need to stay living in their house and uh, cutting back on their life Cutting back on maybe their, their medication and just the quality of life, or is it say, get a reverse mortgage, have some money in the pocket, do a few things to enjoy yourself and live, live life better. Because if the objective is to die with the amount, most amount of money, well then, yeah, maybe the reverse mortgage isn't the right thing. But if the objective is to live life to its fullest, and being able to utilize and tap into all of the assets that you do have and all, all the credit, all the uh, equity that you do have, and being able to pull earlier, like I was saying, being able to pull from your savings, mm -hmm. being able to pull from a, a reverse mortgage line of credit, 
it gives you a little bit more freedom to be able to live life well. There's so many myths out there again, and uh, sometimes we're just not informed, right? So, you know, you had those myths there, Bob. Is there any other kind of myths and things that uh, they might want to know well, about? Yeah, yeah, I think you alluded to it earlier. And um, what we're talking about here today is the FHA Heckam loan. Mm -hmm. Now, the term reverse mortgage is not proprietary. And you have a lot of people out there who are using this term selling a different product that's uh -oh. not FHA. And for example, myself, I got uh, something in the mail. They, they wanted to give me $60,000. All I had to do was sign here. They told me it was a reverse mortgage. Now, even being in the business, it took me a few minutes to figure out this was somebody trying to get me to sign to give me a few dollars so that they would be on title to my house. Oh my God. Now this goes back to the first question, um, you're signing away your house. So in that situation, they're calling it a reverse mortgage, but actually it's, it's almost, an, it's legal, so I can't call it a scam, but it's, it's, uh, they're not being quite honest in, in, in their dealings. So it's important too to know uh, what, you're talking about when you're talking about a reverse mortgage. This is a HECM loan, which is an acronym for Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. And it's a, it's a government product, FHA insured. So, uh, and I also, I urge people, when you're researching this and you're going on Google and you're searching around, you're gonna find a lot of information. A lot of it's wrong. And a lot of it might even be from other countries because worldwide, that term reverse mortgage is used in Canada, Australia, the UK, India. So make sure you're getting information about the HECM loan and especially the HECM loan FHA in the United States. You're not getting information about reverse mortgages in Australia or Canada. Very important to understand that. That kind of brings me to think about uh, all this people selling the solar panels, man. It sounds like they tried to get over on you. I had a guy come to my house a few weeks ago uh, saying they doing the solar panels, they always knock on your door, right? And um, this particular salesman, very, very creative in how they try to uh, do that. He told me he worked for Envy Energy, or I, he probably didn't say he worked for them, but he made me assume that. He was like, I got the same guy last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, oh yeah, Envy Energy has a new program and we're doing this. So I'm like, oh, so you're not with like one of those solar panel things. Like, no, I'm here, Envy Energy, et cetera, et cetera. And it got me to loosen my guard up so I could see how that could happen yeah. uh, with reverse mortgages. And when you're talking about reverse mortgages, you're dealing with... Uh, older, sometimes less sophisticated um, a population because they don't know about all the technology and the things that are going on a lot of times. So, um, yeah, they try to get over on uh, And people. You know, there's something about a HECM FHA loan that's very important for people to know also is you can talk to a loan officer. You can get a lot of information from them. But as a, a part of the process to get a HECM FHA loan, you have to go through a counseling. Now, what counseling is, is you're going to spend about 45 minutes on the phone with a company that's going to ask you questions. And they're going to make sure that you understand the, the FHA reverse mortgage over and above what the loan officer told you. Because the reason for this is that government requires us to do this. Um, because there's been a lot of 
Well, face it, there's unscrupulous people that are loan officers, there's unscrupulous people who are financial advisors, contractors who advise somebody to get a reverse mortgage for the sole purpose of being able to get some access to that money. Maybe they're a family member, maybe they're uh, somebody trying to sell an annuity. So maybe they just want to make sure that the borrower understands this and that it's all above board. So the loan officer is not allowed to tell you what company to go counseling with. The mm -hmm. loan officer is only allowed to give you several pages of companies and then you as the borrower choose one of those companies and you're able to ask the questions and the loan officer is going to also look out for things like dementia. Uh, is this person being taken advantage of? They might ask simple questions like, why are you getting a reverse mortgage? And because they want to hear how you're answering that. And I've been, suspect, I've been suspect of some transactions in the past where I got a call from somebody, she said she was 93 years old and oh, she had a $900,000 house and she wanted to buy a house in Phoenix for her daughter. Well, her speed of speech was much like yours and mine <laughs> is right now. For, so for somebody who's 93, uh, it didn't make sense, but as we, I, I can't make that assumption. But as we go down the path, uh, slowly, all of a sudden, when I ask for documents, I'm not getting them. Then I suspect that I'm actually talking to the daughter, pretending to be right. the 93-year-old, uh, who is then going to divert the money into her account mm -hmm. someplace. In that case, I called, I called senior... Uh, it was somebody in Nevada with some senior services. They went over and checked on it. I don't know the, the results of that, but I, I suspected something was wrong, and I never heard back from it. But Absolutely. those are the type of things that the counseling is important for. Um, and uh, it, it's like a double check to make sure that the borrower has been told truthfully and they're not being taken advantage of. And now, so what uh, particularly actually grew, drew you into uh, the Heckam mortgage and uh, kind of working with that product a little bit more? Well, like yourself, I have a background in real estate. And mm -hmm. I was originally licensed in the uh, 80s. And I spent a number of years in residential brokerage. Uh, and then in the, I think it was about 1990, I went full-time into commercial real estate. And during that time, I obtained the CCIM designation, which is certified commercial investment member and it, it teaches you things like money in money out return on investment and it's very good uh, uh, financial analysis tools but um, and I continued with that up until COVID where I was working with a company and I was responsible for leasing all of the hospitals in the Las Vegas area for Valley Health System. Oh, nice. It was about a million square feet but when COVID hit I didn't want to be walking around hospitals, so um, I was gone. And then, like everyone else, we were locked down, and I thought, well, what else am I going to do? I don't want to go back into commercial real estate. So that's when I found out about reverse mortgages, and I thought, somebody needs to be talking about this from the rooftops. This is a fantastic product. All my years in real estate, I didn't know about it. I didn't know the details of it, but then I found out about it, and then... I discovered that most licensed real estate agents don't know about it either, or they have false ideas about it. So it's, it's exciting to be involved in it, and I really feel like it's doing something for the people that I work with. 
and it's changing their lives for the better. And, and it's, it's rewarding to me. There's some really good things with the Heckam overall, right? And we and there's a lot of unique features there. But what we want to understand for our uh, military and veteran viewership here is uh, what kind of unique options would this product actually offer for veterans? Well, I, I think it's important to know that this program is not for first-time home buyers because if you're going to use this program to purchase a house, it's going to require a significant down payment. If you're going to use it as a refinance, um, it, you're still going to have to have some equity in your properties where I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, VA is, is a great loan because it allows the borrower to come in with very little money down. Um, but when, a, when the VA, when the veteran uses the, the VA loan for a second or third time, the funding fee on that it goes up to, I think it's as much as 3.3% mm -hmm. of, of the loan amount. Where on the HECM, it's 2% of the value of the house itself. So um, if, a, if a veteran is going to use it for refinancing purposes, that uh, funding fee is far exceeds the costs of the HECM FHA loan. So if you look at them from side by side, from a refinance standpoint, you're going to look at most likely the uh, closing costs are going to be much higher on the VA than it is on the FHA HECM. So it's been 3.3% uh, uh, for forever, right? And they actually recently changed the VA funding fee for that subsequent purchase down to 3.15. So they moved it down a little bit, but um, this is a military disability consultant channel. So we don't make sure none of our uh, clients actually have to pay the funding fee because we actually get that waived for them once they're at least 10% service connected. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, which is good there. But you definitely, you have to consider those things. But ultimately, you have to actually consider everything that's going on with uh, your reasoning on getting this product. And uh, maybe you could use a refinance, a cash out refinance with your VA loan, but something that you'll probably have to consider is that you actually have to actively make payments on that product, right? Which with the HECM, that would be the benefit of doing that product instead because you don't have to make any payments. You're, answer, you're answering the questions for me, but you're right. I think when you look at the HECM in comparison on a refi basis, um, you're... you're uh, you're not having to make the, the monthly payments on the HECM FHA uh, reverse mortgage where you do on the, on the VA loan. And that brings me to something else. When somebody else is qualifying for one of these loans, you have the debt service coverage. Uh, you have to be making, and I think it's 41% uh, mm -hmm. having uh, disposable income after you have your bills paid. But that's not the case with FHA HECM loan. It's much easier to qualify for a HECM loan than it is a VA loan because there's no monthly payments. How can you actually qualify to use, utilize this product? Good question. I think the most important thing to know is this is a product that's for seniors. So it's for people over 62 years old. Now, there is a chance you, we can structure this for when one of the spouses is younger than 62. I wouldn't highly suggest it. Uh, if you can wait until both spouses are 62, that's best. Um, as far as income qualification is concerned, 
90% um, of people are able to qualify just simply on Social Security income alone. Because remember, you're not having to pay back any monthly payment, so it's much easier to qualify. The only time I run into a problem with that is when somebody has excessive credit card debt and it throws that equation off. But generally speaking, they want to see that the borrower has enough money to pay the taxes and the insurance and to have a little bit of money left over. And generally speaking, Social Security fits that bill. So we don't have to go into uh, savings at all. But in the case that we do, we can go into savings and dissipate those savings and make somebody uh, qualify. Probably the biggest thing to be able to, that stops this would be um, if somebody has owes the money to the uh, IRS, that debt would have to be paid before the, the loan would be able to fund. Um, so that's important to know. But if the IRS lien is on the house and we're refinancing it, then we could pay for it through proceeds. If somebody just filed bankruptcy and hasn't been discharged, unfortunately, generally speaking, we can't. There are some exceptions we can get it done, but generally speaking, that would put a stop to thumb, something. If, if uh, there are judgments against somebody and they are against the house they own, and again, we're doing a refinance, if the judgment is attached to the house, it mm -hmm. can be paid out through with the re proceeds of reverse right, mortgage. Okay. If it's not attached to the house, then it would have to be paid off before the funding of the reverse mortgage. So that's important to know. By the most part, it's who can't get it. Generally, the, the main problem that I run into is insufficient equity. Uh, and generally speaking, in today's environment, somebody is going to need, depending upon their age now, somewhere right around 60% uh, equity in their home in order to um, be eligible to qualify for this. So this gives us a really good point because um, right now there's a lot of younger individuals complaining about the mortgage rates, right? And um, th this product is really designed for someone that hopefully your house is paid off or almost paid off uh, when you reach that age and reach your point of retirement. So the longer you actually wait to buy, the less options you're going to have in retirement. So it definitely kind of gives even our younger viewers some consideration to really think about like, hey, well, let me purchase a home in my 30s so that when I'm in my 60s, that home is paid off. And now I can actually utilize that for my retirement planning. And I think a lot of times people get so short-sighted, right? And they're not thinking about the bigger picture because they're thinking about, oh, 7% interest rate, 8% interest rate. And they're not understanding they can have almost a million dollars in equity in 30 years that they could actually pull from when they're retired. Exactly. And, you know, what we're talking about here is mostly uh, on the refinancing, uh, using the, the reverse mortgage as a refinancing tool. But uh, a few years ago, they, author they, meaning the government, authorized this to be used towards the acquisition of homes. Mm. So now this is not for first-time home buyers, but if you are in a position to where you can put down uh, or even pay cash, and I think you as a real estate agent can appreciate this, you have people coming out here, and they're in a position, you show them, they say they have $400,000 to work with. You show them a $400,000 home, say a new home, um, and then after all the extras are on, it's, it's $500,000. They can't afford it anymore. And now they, you don't have a sale. But in a situation with the reverse mortgage, 
that $500,000 home, maybe they come in with $300,000 down, which is less money mm -hmm. than what they told you, they can still have the house, they will not make any mortgage payments whatsoever for the rest of their lives, and be able to use a reverse mortgage to acquire uh, and move into a house, rather than just using up all their savings. So now they have the house, no mortgage payment, and money in their pocket, instead of using all that money to buy a house. Oh man, oh man. Yeah. Once I get to 62, I want to use this product. So we'll actually have uh, Bob's information in, in the description here. You can contact him and ask those more detailed questions. So I'll definitely be asking him about that because I'm definitely doing some planning and things like yeah, that. Because everybody's situation is different and uh, everybody's priority is different. And one thing that we didn't discuss too is, you know, you can get this on a either a fixed or an adjustable rate. So it's really your choice. I'd say 99% of people get the adjustable rate loan because there's more flexibility and the line of credit is much better than on the fixed rate. But it's those things that you wanna discuss with myself or another loan officer to make sure that uh, you understand the differences and that you're getting the product that's right for you. Absolutely, no, that is great to understand and know. And uh, a lot of our uh, viewers are gonna be receiving uh, military disability benefits, right? And uh, also their retirement benefits because they may have retired from service. Uh, so, and then if they actually worked outside of service, they may actually be um, receiving social security uh, income as well. So I wanted to know, does this product actually impact them receiving any of those benefits? The short answer is no. And uh, let me uh, back it up a little bit because my father-in-law was retired military. After he retired military, he spent 20 years in the school district. And so he had two retirements. Now, if he had a reverse mortgage, you know, he, unfortunately he died 10 years ago, but, and I wasn't doing this back then, but if he was to do this, he would be able to keep that uh, income coming in and it wouldn't affect anything. So Social Security is not affected. Medicare is not affected. Any other pensions are not affected um, because this is considered borrowed money. It's not considered income. And I think the only problems that you run into, and the only caveat I have to that, if somebody is on public assistance where they're collecting Medicaid, not Medicare, but Medicaid, or any other public assistance that's uh, 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 EBT card, something to that effect, if we were to put a large sum of money into their bank account and they found out about it, they meaning that local entity who's giving them this assistance, that could disqualify them from getting Medicaid. Mm. It could disqualify them from getting EBT cards. So I have a little bit of caution in that, um, but generally speaking, uh, no, it does not affect anything. I've, I've only run into that case in a couple times in my entire career. It can be a very powerful tool for someone that's retired to actually have that extra funds yeah. to, you know, take care of regular life expenses, uh, improve their home, a lot of different things uh, with that. And so when we're getting into them actually uh, taking out this HECM loan, uh, what type of repayment options are there for this product? That's the beauty of this. This is an FHA loan. It can be paid off at any time without any penalty. And I think that uh, a good comparison is the HELOC loan, which we've all heard about, the home equity line of credit that you can go to the bank, and more and more banks are not doing that anymore, and you might have be more in line with that than I am, but uh, more and more banks are not doing this. But for those of you who aren't familiar, 
you can go and get a line of credit at the bank. And it's secured by your house. Let's just say it's $100,000. So you can go out and you can borrow up to $100,000 and you can pay it back. But when you borrow it, you have to make monthly payments to start paying it back. And it always is stable. You're set at that $100,000. Now, I had one of these loans prior to the crash in 2008, 2009 and with a local bank here in town. Well, they drew back and they clawed back all of these loans because they were scared somebody like myself was gonna borrow the money and then go club bankruptcy and they weren't gonna get paid back. Now, I was never uh, in default with them at all, but they closed my line of credit. That can never happen with the FHA mm. uh, uh, line of credit. But if we think of it as, as a HELOC that can never be taken away from you, can never be reduced, and it can never be frozen, and another great thing about a HECM loan when you compare it to a HELOC is that your credit balance, your ability to borrow, is going to go up every single month uh, at the same rate as what you are, would be paying or accruing on the unpaid balance. So in today's rate, you're looking at about 8%. Uh, that, the, your ability to borrow is going to grow 8%. So using a rule of 72, uh, if you have a $100,000 line of credit in um, nine years, you're going to have a $200,000 line of credit, assuming that you don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Now, you're able to borrow it, and what's the process of borrowing it? That's another beautiful question and answer to it. So let's say you have this $100,000 line of credit. You have three ways of asking for it. You can ask for it uh, by telephone, you can send a fax, or you can request it online, and there's a, a special website you can go to and ask for it. Within five to seven days, that money is going to be wired into your account. You're not going to ask, be asked any questions about health. You're not going to have your credit report run again. Um, nothing, nothing like that's going to happen. The only question you're going to be asked is how much money do you want? And do you still want it to go to the same bank account that you told us about before? That's the only thing that happens. So that's another beautiful thing in comparison to other products that are out there. It cannot be taken away from you. Wow. Wow. Now that's great. And what I want the uh, community to really understand here is that uh, as veterans, right, there's a lot of different special programs for veterans and things of that nature where regular civilians don't qualify for. So what I want you to understand is this HECM loan product is the same thing for individuals 62 or older, right? It's a special program right. that others can't qualify for uh, if they're not 62 or older and other uh, different requirements as far as, again, 60% equity and, and that sort of thing. So it's a wonderful tool. So almost um, if you're comparing this versus the HELOC, it sounds like the HECM program would almost always win if you actually uh, oh, qualify is. for it. In fact, I even have a flyer that compares the HECM to the HELOC side by side. And it, it, it puts it in writing as to how it just blows away and how it's such a superior product. So what uh, some people may want to know as well is that you know, obviously you have children a lot of times, hopefully if you are blessed or, you know, burdened with that, depending on the way you look at that, right? Um, they want to know how is this going to impact their children when they actually pass, right? As far as having this loan balance outstanding on a property. Well, the, the loan balance is if you, whatever money you borrow, it's going to accrue interest. And I think the best way of looking at this is to think of it as a credit card. Well, whatever amount of money that you borrow, 
um, you do not have to pay it back on a monthly basis. Now, if you have a credit card and you don't make a payment, that accrue, interest will accrue and you just end up paying, owing them more money as time goes by. In a sense, that's what the reverse mortgage is. So you do not have to make a payment, but in the long run, if it, it is going to start taking it, some of that equity and converting it into cash for yourself. Now, um, if we look at any 30-year period in time in real estate, real estate has always gone up in value in a 30-year time frame. Mm, yeah, it was really bad 20 years ago, or less than 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, and we've seen some rapid appreciation. Uh, but if we looked at that time frame right there where it went down, um, that was bad. But one thing that's not uh, that people don't take into account when doing the analysis of whether reverse mortgage is going to work in the long run is that your, your real estate value is going to go up also. Yes, you, your loan balance is going to go up, but your housing value is going to go up. Now, where that crossover point is, uh, you can find out once you get together with a loan officer and, and do that analysis and you'll find out what that cross point is. But generally speaking, it's not right away. It's, 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 uh, you have some time before your, your equity is. It depends upon how much money somebody's borrowing. And I, as I kind of alluded to earlier in the conversation, right, um, again, you may want to leave your property to your children, but ultimately them being able to get a house with, you know, a couple hundred thousand uh, balance on it opposed to, you know, buying a new property is going to be a, a lot less expensive. So Yeah, and I think by the most part, people like myself, and you, you want to see your parents live well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not interested in getting a few extra bucks out of my mom and dad. Well, unfortunately, my mom's no longer here, but my dad is. I would rather see him live Absolutely. well than whatever extra money he's going to give me. Uh, because the money means nothing. Uh, it, it's, it's their life. It's, I want to see him happy with his life. He gave me a life. I want to see him happy for his life. So I'm not looking to take away anything. And I think it's, I think it's unfortunate that so many people um, want to give everything that they own to their children rather than just living well. I think their children want them to, to live well. Uh, most importantly. And that actually brings me to a, a question uh, regarding uh, just what those funds can actually be used for, right? Can they actually utilize those funds to take a vacation? And, you know, I know they could probably use it to upgrade the home, but like, what are some of the things they can That's use? That's the fun for? part. Because yeah. the answer is all of the above. Okay. Uh, there's no restrictions on what you do with the money that you receive from a reverse mortgage. You can go out, many people will use it to, in fact, uh, well, let me back up. I have, you can use that to buy a second home. You can use it to take a cruise around the world if you want. Or you can just use it to set yourself up to take a, a monthly uh, draw or a, a quarterly draw to keep up with your, your living expenses. You know, I, I, I had an analysis. I had a, a financial advisor and a client call me a while ago, and she wanted... She was in her 80s, and she wanted to have an extra $2,000 a month. Well, um, one of the choices with a reverse mortgage is you can choose to have a monthly amount come to you, or you can have it with this lump sum uh, line of credit that we're talking about. But if she was to choose the uh, uh, payments on a monthly basis, it wasn't sufficient. 
uh, and it wouldn't, wouldn't satisfy her needs. But it, we set this up along with her financial advisor to where she was going to draw out, I think it was something like six or $8,000 mm -hmm. every, every three months and that financial plan was going to take her beyond 100 years old. All financial plans end at 100 years, so I don't know exactly how long it was going right. to last, but um, it was going to take her uh, well beyond 100 years old. So that was, uh, there's no restrictions on it, um, and you can do anything you want with it. It's, it's your business. Again, getting back to our, my earlier comment, uh, the only questions you're going to have when, you're requ when you request money is, do you want it still going in the same bank account and how much money do you want? That's it. So now when someone's kind of sitting down with their family and deciding to take out this uh, reverse loan Heckam product, uh, what are some of the financial uh, considerations they should make before they actually decide to do so? Well, I, I think that uh, everybody's situation is different. And getting back to the earlier comment, do you want the monthly payment? Do you want the lump sum? Do, when do you want to withdraw it? Why are you doing this? And how much do you need up front versus what, what, are you, what are you thinking about for the long term? And everybody answers that question differently. So um, it's really, uh, it's, sometimes it is a family decision. And many times I get on Zoom calls with the family member and or a financial advisor to be able to answer the question to customize it just for that individual borrower to make sure that they understand it and they're getting uh, the product that they want and it works best for them. Because that's really a decision they get to make, not, not me. There's going to be a lot of uh, counseling, right, that goes into this to make Correct. sure this is going to be the yeah. right decision for them and their family. Uh, how can people reach you? And then also, uh, what states are you able to operate in? Bob Miller, Mutual of Omaha. If you Google it, you'll find me. And I'm licensed in Nevada, Arizona, and Texas. But with associates, I can work in 48 states. So the only states I'm not, I can't work in is New York State and West Virginia. Other than that, you contact me and I'll put you together with somebody who is a trusted advisor in your particular state. So if you have questions regarding this program, you're considering that, he's a trusted source where you could actually go and let him know like, hey, this is what I'm looking to do with these funds. This is my uh, financial situation. And he'll really kind of sit down with you and uh, let you know if it's going to be the best decision. I've seen him do that with some of my clients. And you know, I want to actually thank you for your service in, in regards to doing that. And well, really thank you very it. much, Kayvon. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Uh, for uh, watching, definitely all the information is down in the um, description. Prepare to compete. We out. Peace.